it's alright, it's okay Doesn't really matter if you're old and gray It's alright, I say it's okay Hey, this is Rob Smith, Rob's Right Podcast. Right now, uh, there are stories floating about in the media involving uh, people who went to go vote and they were given a ballpoint pen. They they called it, they described it a ballpoint pen, they described a what they called a Sharpie. And that as they did that, there was some difficulty as to whether or not these were being used and why were they used and what's what and who's who and where's where. Well, let me let, and also I'm getting contacted, asked, asked, I'm being asked about this in various ways. Okay, uh, with my experience of 41 years in politics, or 35 years in politics, 41 years as an illustrator, I know a bit about this and can give you a little bit of background and probably uh, re- have some realizations to what's really going on here. Okay, first of all, uh, when you are, a lot of folks are, are of a certain age to recall that when they were taking their SATs, there would be a little oval and you filled it in with a pencil and you had to make sure it was all the way filled in and dark enough so it could be seen. Those things were sent in and they were gone over. They were mostly gone over by eyeballs, as I understand, as again, if you're of a certain age, so we're going back to the 60s, 70s, so on. Uh, that was how uh, those things were read. Over time, that altered and became another way of filling them in with a ballpoint pen or a marker. Now, that is because we started using something called technology, which more and more is proving itself as a big backward step, as a big step backward as compared to forward. Okay about those SATs. When you filled them in with pencil, the matter was whether or not they could be seen. Well, physically handled, they can be, but involving technology, pencils aren't always well seen these days because of how how things are, what's known as scanning. Let's go back a little further. I, I happen to have straddled the world where I worked before and after what we commonly call scanners. Uh, I'll go back a little further step. Most folks will know that some of the earliest commonplace reproductive reproduction machines were involving, uh, well, there were were various ways of doing that, from using plates. Uh, You'd make a plate of whatever it is you want to make a a, a copy of. Uh, This would be a metal plate, uh, uh, mostly, and then you would run it through ink, black ink, and then it would would put itself onto some paper, and you would have a a reproduction, and so you can make many, and this is how we got newspapers uh, back in the, uh, you know, hundreds of years ago. But as time went on, there were new ways to do that, and that quickly uh, changed. A lot of folks remember mimeograph machines. It was, it was all blue, and everything was a copy in blue. Uh, that was a, that was one of the earlier. Uh, that was part of that transition. But then the, the, some of the copying machines actually started to occur. But that wasn't as you would know them today. The, then uh, there was this. There was a cartridge you put in, and you put the uh, piece you wanted to copy on in one side of the machine, and another on the other side of the machine. You hope that when you hit the button, they both work together and copied one onto the other. If the if the ink was working and in line with it, it was as if it sounded like it didn't work well. That's right, it didn't work well. In fact, the mimeograph machines, as as I will get to here, uh, going back to those. Uh, machines putting the ink on the plates work far better. Okay, so we got into using other ways of copying too. And uh, as I got, as I worked at the Orlando Sentinel Star newspaper, I got to experience uh, one of the early, really 
great ways of reproducing things, and that was with a giant machine that was literally take a photograph of whatever the image is, print it out onto certain paper that could be cut out, put paste, pasting uh, some sort of glue on it, and then paste it down onto a layout, and thus you'd add your newspaper. Quite a change from uh, a poor Richard's Almanac. That we referred to that as an iTech. iTech owned it, and it was an iTech machine. And I actually got to work with a number of iTech machines over the years, and they weren't all the same. Some were taking the photograph. Others involved putting your hands in. No kidding, you put your hands in gloves, and you stuck the paper into a certain place. Uh, basically, it was photo paper, and then it would take a picture of it, put it on the photo paper, and then you had your image you could cut out and paste again which is far more complicated than that in a lot of ways. But anyway, be that as it may, uh, along the way, these other scanners came. What was different was the early scanners were really taking photographs. These newer ones weren't taking photographs. They were actually going over the whatever the image was and recording it more on a digital level than any other. And and so your, your ability to reproduce depend on whether or not the scanning device, the little thing that would run back and forth on top of it, uh, uh, of it, uh, in the in the you know when you put the the, the top down onto the from the uh, scanner, whether it could read it or not. So it had to be black enough to read it, and and so pencils into little ovals at, with the SATs would not work well with scanning devices like that. And basically, that's what we're using today. That's what we're seeing being used today in the electors offices are these little scanners that quickly scan everything that goes in, but it has to be black enough to see it, dark enough, or else it doesn't read it. You have to, uh, you also, you should be, because of how it's being scanned, you have to really fill in inside that oval. You can't really go outside that oval. Does that make sense? Okay, there's that. Now, let's, about the pens. One thing, if you want things to be able to be seen, they have to be black. Pencils, if you, uh, average well, there's not really an average. Anyone who uses a pencil will, is going to press down differently on it. Some harder, some softer. The softer you press down, the more it won't be read. That's not just true of pencils. It's also true of pens. Ballpoint, Sharpie, or otherwise. Well, not quite true with Sharpie. And that's the important point. Get to that in a minute. As... as Elector, election places began to use the machines and got away from the push down. For those who remember the push down buttons to do to do voting, um, the filling in the the, the the little oval was first used really mostly almost entirely by felt tip markers, which have been around for a very long time. Uh, well, about fifty years or so. Flair was uh, had the most uh, commercial ones available. Uh, there were others too, of course, but. So you take it wasn't they didn't actually didn't mostly didn't use flare and I'll get to that also in a minute. But anyway, they they would use a uh, you use that flare type marker and you fill it in. Why? Because it was black. Pencils aren't black enough. But there's something else that's really really inconsistent with with being able to be read by a scanner or sometimes in general, and that's a ballpoint pen. Ballpoint pens ten people will get, you could you could press on a lightly and get one line. Press harder get a different one. Yes, it looks a lot. It looks a lot alike, but if you actually try to fill in an area with a ballpoint pen, you'll immediately notice that it does not fill in consistently. Ballpoint pens, in my view, should never be used for anything like a, a, a something as important and critical as voting material. That is ridiculous. Uh, I have seen a transition to those in my own county. I'm against those. We need to get back to markers, Mark, felt tip markers at least, because they will fill in 
and you can be sure to fill it in black. And yes, felt tip markers tend to be water. Uh, for example, all the ones mostly made by a company called Skillcraft. A little quick little background. Oh, let me finish up. Uh, I'll get to Skillcraft in a moment too. Uh, made by Skillcraft are. Um, are, are not waterproof, so if you accidentally cry on the ballot, it'll smear and make a mess. So you've got to make sure you fill it, but it will be mostly black. Uh, but it's not as black as, say, a Sharpie. So, so you use, you felt tip markers should always be used. Shouldn't be ballpoint pens, shouldn't be Sharpies. Just use a felt tip marker where it's black and the scanner will read it. That's easy. Why has have people been turning to these ballpoint pens? Well, there's a reason why people trade the ballpoint pens. There's a financial issue involved in all of this, and that's something I don't see being talked about. But I happen to know that uh, involving a number of election places I've dealt with, and also working in government, as I did, that a, a price matters. And when it comes to um, using certain markers or pens, some are cheaper than or, or more expensive. Felt tip markers are positively, absolutely more expensive than a, than a, a ballpoint-ish type pen. Oh, by the way, gel pen is definitely something you don't want to use. Gel pens are very inconsistent. You're never sure what you're coming getting out of it. They should not be used for, I mean, fun, for fun stuff, but nothing official like this. I wouldn't even sign things with a gel pen. But anyway, uh, involving uh, so so ballpoint pens are not the way to go because you can't be sure you're going to actually fill that in enough to be able for the scanner to read it. Uh, the felt tip you can. The thing is, the felt tip markers are more expensive. Ballpoint, uh, the ballpoint, and, the, and the, these are not just standard ballpoint. These are more expensive ballpoints. Uh, they're not just like a stick pen, a, a bic, for heaven's sakes. Also made by Flair. Uh, they're just they, they, but they are they are. I, I when I filled in mine, I would I had to real carefully because I tend to do everything quickly, the hyperactivity, and I'd make sure I really filled it in entirely. Um. So I, I think I, I did pull out my, my, my felt tip and fill it in on top of it just to be on the safe. I had a lot to fill in. But be that as it may, uh, the felt tip pen is more expensive. This is why you're not going to see something like a Sharpie used. Sharpies are real expensive. The Sanford Company owns Sharpie. Sanford has been going and eliminating markers I love, the Marquette, the design marker, Barrel, etc., have all been eliminated by Sanford because they want the market share. But their product is inferior. Sanford, Sanford Sharpie is inferior to the Marquette and the Design Marker. Uh, any artist will tell you that. Uh, the Sharpie is inconsistent. One thing that Sharpie is, though, as was Marquette, as was Design Marker, is they're, they're, it was very black. You want to get a, you want to fill something in black that'll be red. You use a Sharpie, but you can't use them on ballots. Because Sharpies eat through everything, and not just at that moment. Do something with a Sharpie now. This was really true about 25, 30, 40 years ago. Do something with a Sharpie back then, and it turns blue or purple decades later, or within a decade. Or it depends how you have the sun shining on it. So back when I was doing like the quick caricature thing, we couldn't use Sharpies because they would all the drawings would go get look awful later. Uh, we knew that. I mean, well, you could sell them initially. They look fine. But we knew that a few years later, they turned purple and yellow, and that's not good. Of course, to, to another viewpoint is, oh, you can sell another one. Well, that's true, but you shouldn't be doing that. But uh, anyway, so but at the moment, when you fill in something with a Sharpie, it will eat through. So if you have a ballot that's two-sided, and most of the ballots are now paper, one time they were cards, but they're paper, they're going to go right through the paper and 
and actually pretty much fill in the other side too. So if you have a, if you happen to have an oval on the other side, you're filling in the side that you made something you made out. And you can't erase them. You can't erase that. You can't erase any of these. For, in fact, uh, you can't erase the ballpoint. If you try to erase the ball, if you try, you can't erase sharpie. Sharpie's permanent. You can't erase uh, the barrel. They're waterproof. You try to erase it, they won't. They won't come off. And you can't erase the ballpoint pen because you'll eat through the paper and again damage it or, or destroy it. Okay, so. But but and also sharpies are too expensive. You you're not, and even the knockoff brands are more expensive than the felt tips. The felt tips are pretty cheap. Ballpoint pens are even cheaper, but the felt tip are the way to go. There shouldn't be no ballpoint pens. There should be no sharpies used at ballot places. Just use a black felt tip marker. It'll work every time. It's not going to eat through. The worst thing could happen is you cry on the ballot. You look at your ballot. I can't believe these people are running for office. <laughs> and then you just, it's ruined. But anyway, uh, a real quick note about who, uh, what, what you'll mostly find involving felt-tip markers used at voting places amongst other government sources is a company called Skillcraft. Skillcraft is a neat is a neat company based out. Uh, I, I, I'm flipping in my head. Is it Virginia or Maryland? I think it's Virginia. Uh, and uh, they 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 do something that a lot of companies are terrified of doing, and they're they're able to do it somewhat because they are they are, were at one time entirely solely part government. For example, when I worked in government, I could buy from Skillcraft. When I left government, I couldn't. They have loosened things up, and there are other ways of getting Skillcraft items, but. That that's very recent. You couldn't before that. So thus, election places could buy Skillcraft markers. Skillcraft is was all products were made specifically for government use, especially in the military. So, uh, and this, this this there's nothing military about what they make. They make they make everything from cleaning supplies to to office products to chairs. But it's all made by people who have sight problems or are blind. That is what Skillcraft is. That that is who is working at at the at the Skillcraft facility. And because the government's involved, uh, it is it's a mandate that they, they must have sight problems to work. So not any Joe can get like Goodwill used to be uh, would let would bring in people who had you know some form of t- retardation and let them work. Uh, at, you go into Goodwill, you'd see them hanging up clothes and salt people working. Actually, well, it was great to see that. Well, that's all gone now. Goodwill's now basically uh, the Seven Eleven of of retailers. And their their goals are are more real estate, it seems, than it is about anything else. I understand they still have some handicap working, but they're in the background somewhere. But I've, I've I used to see them all the time. I don't see them any. I don't. I go. To, I used to. Well, I haven't this past year, obviously. But I used to see them all the time, and I don't see them at all anymore. And I've been told, oh, they're in the background. Well, I've, I've actually sometimes peeked back there just to see, just to kind of get some verification. I don't see anybody. I don't see any indication of that at all. <laughs> Whereas before, it was so obvious. Is that sad? Got Goodwills on a bad track. Skillcraft has to hire such, and it's, and it wants to. I mean, that is their goal, and I think it's wonderful to be able to support them. And I think their product should be open a bit more to the general public. I love their markers. After Sanford destroyed the Barrel brand, I could go, that's the closest I can find to it. In fact, it's a bit better than Barrel, but uh, they are still a little tough to get, but not as, as much so. Okay, so bottom line is... So a lady says, I was forced, I had a ballpoint pen, they gave me a Sharpie, and they say they don't, the machine doesn't read the Sharpie. Well, the machine will read the Sharpie. I don't know what the heck she's talking about. It will read the Sharpie. If, if you've pressed too hard and gone, or if you've gone over, it is the thing, other thing about a Sharpie. There, understand, too, there's not just one Sharpie. There's multiple Sharpies. There's the, most folks know the thick tip, which is horrible. And then there's a really, really thin one. And I'm, I'm assuming that she means a thin one. 
Of course, we're assuming a lot here. Does she really mean a Sharpie? Or she mean a felt-tip marker she's calling a Sharpie? A lot of folks can't tell the difference. I've had people refer to felt-tip markers I'm using as Sharpies. I think that is actually stumbling upon the truth there. What's really going on here is that she had a choice between a felt-tip marker and what she's calling a ballpoint pen, which is likely the pen I mentioned before. Uh, that does, uh, and, and yes, she should not be using a, a, felt, a, a ballpoint pen. She should be using a felt-tip marker. And I don't believe she was being given a Sharpie because these, these places can't afford buying. Sharpies are expensive, guys, compared to felt. Why the heck are you going to spend... Uh, three times as much on a Sharpie for one than you are going to for a felt-tip marker. Uh, so I, that just doesn't make sense. So I believe that's what these folks are really complaining about. But that, but see that the the, the media is interested in the in the uh, you know the 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 worldview of it, the overview of it, not getting to the checking into the details. What is the Sharpie? Where's an example of the show? Show me. Uh, no, I, I don't see that happening here. So there you are. A lot, a lot there. There's a lot of information there about. Uh, the history of copying, uh, the uh, pens, uh, how they're used and what are they used for, and also a bit about how ballots are handled. Um, so it, uh, it, it, if, if you're going in and you see a ballpoint pen, bring in a felt tip and just use it because you know it's it just maybe the, the supervisor of elections has tried to cut back on spending and bought some ballpoint bought some pens like that, but you should be using a felt tip. Those, the scanner will read. Scanners, there's not a lot of difference in scanners out there, guys. Scanners are scanners. They, they're picking up whatever is put in front of them, but it has to be dark enough to do it. Oh, another thing about ballpoint pens, they, uh, the other bad thing is that they're blue. Uh, light blue is not read by any scanner. That's what's known as non-photo blue. Uh, or was it read at any point, in fact? Uh, we knew that. I mean, I tech machine didn't matter. You used, used the blue uh, comic books back in the 30s and 40s. Well, not 30s so much, but 40s, 50s. Used a blue pencil, and then you inked over it because the blue pencil wasn't picked up even during those reproduction days. So, uh, yeah, b the ballpoint pen, if it's blue, is likely not to be read and shouldn't take any chances on that at all. Uh, felt tip is the way to go. I have a feeling they weren't meaning Sharpie. They meant a, a regular felt tip marker that was being referred to as such as I doubt that young lady knows that much about pens. But maybe I'm wrong, but I, I would guess that. All right, that's all. This is Rob Smith. And uh, how I, I'll probably do a podcast about where this is all going. And I'll just briefly say here, I believe we're into this uh, the, this election issue until next year. Trump's pulled lawyers. Lawyer, he is, he is, you know, he ain't going to let this go. I see this going. I really could honestly see this the pathway to this going to the Supreme Court sometime beginning of next year. Sorry, I don't see a way around. Maybe, maybe Christmas time, but I doubt it. I think this is going to be a big, big dogfight. I'm also concerned that the Biden people aren't as concerned as the, as, as the Trump. Both sides should be concerned. These these races were tight across the board. Why isn't Biden as concerned about some of these? I mean, what if what if this thing does go to what if, uh, for example, Nevada is goes to Trump, and I mean, what if he does get? Uh, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia. Biden should be in, in vogue to go after some of these other states where he was tight just to make sure he has a backup plan if he wants to get into office. But they seem to be playing it down. I think it's the wrong thing to do. All both the Look, there's, there's evidence here across the board there's a problem. This should concern all sides, including uh, who Joe Jurgensen or whoever was running for li Libertarian. All these guys should be, should be yelling and screaming, I want to know more. Jurgensen especially, she didn't do badly considering, I mean, golly, took a lot for Perotti at his numbers and she 
she did pretty well. Anyway, getting off into other things. All right, so there you go. That's uh, oh, 19 minutes on this. My goodness. Uh, thank you so much for listening. This is Rob Smith, Rob's Right Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please like, share, a comment, comment, send me some comments, email. You get Twitter, Rob Smith Jr. on Twitter. I'm there. Politics all over the place. You take care. Have a great day, and I will talk to you all later. Bye. It's okay, listen to what I say